my heart. And he yellowed my my hand. book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 8. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 8. I read for your consideration this morning verse 22. These are the words you find there. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughters of my people recovered? 
Why then? Is not the health of the daughters of my people recovered? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I want just for a few minutes from right from the text, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no bomb? Say it another way, is there no medicine in in Gilead. One of the great mysteries of our time that I'm sure historians will record and will be the object of discussions for years to come is this period that we are living in right now. This period of worldwide pandemic, this COVID-19 virus and this Delta variant of this COVID-19 virus that has covered every corner of the whole world. In most of our lifetimes, in most of our lifetimes, we, we've not experienced anything like this. The devastation of it, we've not seen before. The devastation, the rapid loss of life, we've not seen that before. Hospitals running over. Refrigerator trucks brought in to serve as extra morgue space. Medical workers and undertakers unable to keep up with the work overload. What a depressing time. But then all at once, almost out of nowhere, just all at once, there is hope, a vaccine. I'm going somewhere. A vaccine. Not, not really out of nowhere, but as a result of research that has been going on for years and years. And, and, and I'm teaching right now. This, people have a problem because they think this thing came up out of nowhere. But the truth of the matter is research has been going on for years and years started with an epidemic called SARS. They began to research and then we, we really didn't hear a whole lot about SARS because it was better controlled. We had a better president. It, it was better controlled and it never really reached pandemic stage, but the research that had already started was put on the back burner since it didn't really have a breakout. It was put on the back burner. So research had already started and, 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 the, and the virus and, and, the, and the research was put on the back burner when the virus was no longer a threat. Now, I'm not talking what I think. I, 
I talked to my daughter. My daughter is in the healthcare profession, and she, she's what they call a healthcare uh, communicator. So I researched this. I had to call her and find out exactly, make sure I knew what I was talking about. So this research didn't just start when the coronavirus broke out. It was already in the making. They just went back to the drawing board. All at once, there is hope. Back on the drawing board, back with this virus trying to work now on a cure, relief from this deadly virus that has already taken lives of so many of our friends and so many of our loved ones. They finally go back to the table. They finally come up and finish this thing. And now that is relief. There's still one problem. People are still dying at an alarming rate. People are still sick. Hospitals still filling up as a problem. Why? Because they won't take the medicine. Because they won't take. I'm going somewhere. Because they won't take medicine that is freely available. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. Please don't misunderstand me today. I'm not being insensitive. I, I know that there are really some folk who are genuinely afraid. They've heard so much different stuff. They, they've heard on the news so many different stories. They, on, on the internet and on Facebook, and they hear all of these different stories, and they really don't know what to believe. But then there are some others who think that this whole thing is just a conspiracy. There are some other folk who, 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 who just don't like who's prescribing it, don't like the president. There's some who are not taking it because they say it's infringing on their rights. Some believe that the government is injecting microchips in your body so they can keep up with you. Like they can't do that with that cell phone you got in your pocket. As crazy as it sounds, some are listening to folk who have already taken the vaccine who are telling them not to take it. But the bottom line is that people are dying who could be living if they would just take the medicine that is available to them. Now, I'll leave that alone for now. I'll get out of your business. I'll leave that alone. But I go there to help us understand this question that was raised by the prophet Jeremiah. He raised a question concerning the people of God 
who are drifting further and further away from God and straight down the path of death and destruction. And the question that he raised was, is there no bomb? Is there no medicine? Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Then he said this, why then, if there is medicine, and that there is a physician. Why then has the health of the daughters of my people, why hadn't it been restored? In other words, if there is medicine and if there is a doctor, why are the folks still sick? These are the words of the prophet Jeremiah. This prophet who was called and groomed as a prophet before he was born. Jeremiah lived in a trying time. He's living in a trying time just like we are now living in a trying time. It was trying because the people of God were steadily straying away from God. It was a trying time because he could see men turning to destruction. It was a trying time because God's people were not submitting themselves to God's righteousness, but were going about to establish their own righteousness. And as God's watchman, because Jeremiah was God's watchman, he was watching all of this evil. He was watching all of this destruction, and all of it was going on right in the midst of the people of God. But then Jeremiah had another burden. He had another burden. Here is his other burden. He was... A prophet. So not only did he see the sin and the destruction all around him, but he could also see the coming wrath of God. Are y'all hearing me? He saw what was going to happen. He saw how God was going to deal with this wrath. As a prophet, he could not bury his head in the sand and yeah, yeah he, couldn't, he couldn't act like it wasn't happening because he was a prophet. He had to speak out against what he saw. As a watchman, as a watchman in the watchtower, he had to sound the alarm and warn the people of God, people who did not want to hear what he had to say. Here's what he was doing in the text. Sounding the alarm trying to get the people's attention. He's trying to get the people to hear. Listen to what he's saying. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no medicine? In, is there no physician there? He raises this question. And I'll tell you, even when he raises the question, he knows full well what the answer is. See, he knew just like everybody else at that time, he knew that on the northern side of the Jordan was a place called Gilead. And this place called Gilead, Gilead there, that it was a place that was known for this tree that grew there. This tree that grew there called a, a balsam tree. And, and, and everybody knew that up there on the north side of the Jordan, the bark could be stripped off of this tree. And when they stripped the bark off of the tree, then the sap would begin to run down. And they would take the sap 
or the resin from the tree, and when it came out of the tree, they would dry it and grind it into a powder. And when they dried it up and ground it into a powder, then they would take this powder and they would use that as medicine. It was medicine that cured all manners of diseases. The term they used for the medicine, they called it balm. They called it a balm. But not only that, there were, because of the medicine, because of what was up there in those hills, there were many physicians in the area. There were physicians all around who knew how to administer that medicine. So Jeremiah raises this question. He, when he's raising the question, he's asking a question, but he knows full well what the answer is. He knows, yes, that is a bone. Oh, he's asking, but he knows. He knows that's some medicine up in them hills. There is a bomb in Gilead. Yes, there is a physician there. There is somebody who can administer. He already knew the answer to his question. But the point that he was making jumps out in his next question. If there is medicine in Gilead, if there is a physician there, why then are the people still Sick, am I making any sense? If there's medicine there, and if there is a physician there, why then are people still sick? Let me go ahead and answer the question for you. Just to make sure you don't miss it. They are sick because they won't take... <laughs> They're sick because they won't take the medicine. Are y'all hearing me? How sad. How sad to be sick. But how sad, even sad it is, to be sick when there is healing available. They're sick because they won't take the medicine. Jeremiah raises this hypothetical question to address a real problem, to address a real problem among the people of God. Why are the people of God still sick? Why are the people of God still dying in their sins? Why are they facing the wrath of God if there is a cure available? Why are these people going through all of this when there is a cure available, when medicine is available that will keep them well? Why are they going through all of this? See, my brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, the problem that Jeremiah was facing was not physical illness, spiritual illness. So in his mind, he began to reason. There's a bomb in the hills that will cure headaches. But what about heartaches? Y'all ain't hearing me. That there's a bomb up in the hills that will clear acne, but will it do anything to clear your conscience? That there's something up in the hills that will regulate your system, but will it do anything to regulate your mind? 
There, 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 there's a bomb up in the hills that will clear your skin, but will it wash away your sin? There is a bomb up in the hills that will heal your feet, but will it make you walk right? It will heal a sore mouth, but will it make you talk right? I, I know. It's hard for y'all to believe, but I'm almost through. As I close, I want to address Jeremiah's question. And I answer with the words of an old spiritual that our ancestors used to sing. There is a bomb. Y'all ain't hearing me. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb. In Gilead, to heal the sin-sick soul. Let me take just a moment. Let me take just a moment and tell you about the medicine. Let me take just a moment and tell you about this great physician. You see, Jeremiah, Jeremiah and the prophets of old had to view the cross from the front side of Calvary. In other words... They could only prophesy about things to come. But you and I, we're living on the backside. Y'all ain't hearing me. We're living on the backside of Calvary. We, you and I, we know of a Savior. We know of a Savior that was born in Bethlehem. The son of the living God. We know, my brothers and sisters, of his sinless life. We know the whole story. We know that they nailed the Son of God to an old rugged cross. Are y'all hearing me? On this side of Calvary, we know that the blood came streaming down. Let me throw this in. It was a precious healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. On this side of Calvary, we know that he died. He died, yes, on the old red cross. We know that they laid him down in a bowery tomb, but we know that early, yes, Sunday morning, he got up with all power is in his hand. Yeah. Well, let me give it to you like this. The medicine was the blood of Jesus. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say the medicine, yes, is the blood of Jesus. Somebody said it just like this. What can wash? away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus so Jesus his blood is the medicine but then Jesus himself is the great Physician, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. I used to hear daddy say he's a doctor, yeah, that never lost a case. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. 
I'll dip one more time in the daddy's hymn book. Yeah, daddy's the thing. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Jesus is the doctor and he writes out all of my prescriptions. He'll give you all, all your medicine there. In, in the room. Why then are my people not recovering? Is there no problem? Is there no cure? Why then are the people not recovering? Before I hung the phone up with my daughter, Thought I was losing my mind calling her that time at night. But I asked her, I said, well, Sheena, just exactly when did they find the cure? She stopped me and said, Daddy, it's not a cure. It's a vaccine. They don't have a cure. It's a vaccine. The difference is, the virus is still out there. But the vaccine keeps it away from you. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Vaccine, it's still, out, it's still out there, but the vaccine keeps it away from you. I'm here to tell you that sin is real. Y'all ain't hearing me. Sin is real. It's all around us. But the blood of Jesus... I wonder if I got a witness up in here. The blood of Jesus will keep it. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. All of my prescription, and he gives me all my medicine in the room. Oh, come on in the room.
there that there is a sickness that we all have to deal with and its mortality rate is one per person as the Bible says if you are a sinner death is staring you in the face but thanks be to God there is medicine for your sin sick soul Bible simply declares if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ you shall be healed <laughs> not just saved but you shall be healed and anybody who doesn't know who Jesus is today you got a prescription that was written a long time ago on Calvary's hill the blood came streaming down and it washed away all our sin so we invite you now to accept him as your savior give him your very life and he will heal your sin sick soul so wherever you are if you are virtual if you are in the room Jesus is still there with you and his blood will heal every manner of sickness and every manner of disease so we ask you today come on come on in the room Jesus is your doctor he writes out every one of your prescriptions and he'll give you the medicine in the room uh, let us pray Lord we thank you that even when we were sick there was already prepared in eternity past a medicine to be able to heal us from our disease of sin Lord it came into the world by one man and by one man it spread to all men but thanks be to God there was another man and when he came he came in perfection born of a virgin living a sinless life and then he took that life and said there is medicine in my body Lord he laid down that life and stayed in the grave on Friday on Saturday but early Sunday morning he said all healing was in my hand very much like Moses he raised up his arms and if we just look unto him he'll be the author and the finisher of our faith and Lord we pray now for those who are sick in this world physically but we pray even the more for those who are sin sick sick deep down in their soul but Lord we pray that you rub the balm of Jesus healing blood on their souls and clean them up allow them to see you as the great physician and come and give their life and the good news is Lord that once you save us you're always on the line and we can always pick up the phone and call you even when sin still to get us sick again we can call on you and you are praying to the father for our healing lord we thank you lord we bless you in jesus holy and righteous name we pray amen and thank god and he writes out all my prescriptions. Oh, 
give God praise in his house why don't we give God praise in his house thank him for his holy word and how his word continues to speak to us right now isn't it amazing that the word of God is just a right now word written all of those years ago but it's a right now a right now word let me just share with you in the way of information that on next Sunday, next Sunday we will be celebrating our Women's Day celebration, celebrating the women of our church. Uh, Pastor Chandra Matthews and uh, her team will be leading the worship service on next Sunday morning. Uh, Reverend, it's going to be Reverend Allison Henderson Brooks, uh, who's been with her, us before. You don't want to miss this. <laughs> you don't want to miss this. She will be with us on next Sunday. Uh, if you're here, uh, we, we want you to be here, those who desire. But at home, please don't miss out. You don't want to miss uh, Allison uh, Henderson Brooks, one of God's great preachers. So she will be sharing with us. Uh, there are other uh, Women's Day activities that are scheduled. Uh, please go online and join in with all of the other activities that will be going on uh, this week. Uh, we want to be in prayer with members of our family, our church family, who are going through periods of bereavement. Uh, Sister Elaine Montgomery, uh, I understand, had a brother that went home to be with the Lord. Uh, Sister Linda Poole and Gwen Taylor, they had an aunt that went home to be with the Lord. So let's just be in prayer with them as they go through these periods. I also want to keep uh, in our prayers, I want to lift up Deacon Willie Davis and Stan. He's been hospitalized again. Let's just call his name. Call his name in prayer. Thank you so much for continually praying for Sister Bev. Thank you, dear God. Thank you that you just continue to keep her lifted and keep her lifted. Just keep praying. I just believe God is real. I believe God is working it out. And I want you just to keep her lifted up in prayer. As you lift her, also call the name of Mother Murtis Jackson, uh, the wife of uh, Reverend Robert Jackson, who's also ill. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. I just believe prayer works. I, matter of fact, I know prayer works. I want us just to continue to lift each other in, in prayer. We're going to proceed now uh, into our period of Holy Communion. Uh, uh, when we leave, I'm going to ask once again that we will leave out of the side door. And uh, thank you so much for your obedience. You've been so obedient in, in doing this. Uh, we thank God for the opportunity to be back together. But all of us have the responsibility of keeping each other safe. 
So please, after the benediction, after we are closed, we'll go outside and we'll do our fellowship on the outside. Amen? Uh, if there are those who desire to give their offering while you're here, we have the receptacle there on the, on the uh, side of the door. Let's prepare ourselves now for our observance of the Lord's Supper. Let us pray. Our Father, our God, we first come asking for forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord, that you said that you are faithful and just to forgive us all unrighteousness. But we come thanking you, Lord, for this opportunity to stand around this table once again, remembering, God, what you did for us, sending your son Jesus to die and free pardon of our sin. So, Father God, as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Lord, let us remember all that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you, God, that the blood it was Jesus still works, God. Your blood still covers us and gives us strength from day to day. We know that it will never, ever lose oh, us. Oh, yes, yes, so yes. So thank you, God, for the blood. Thank you, God, for the blood that's covering us, even through this time that we're going through, God. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen.
says this is the new covenant the new testament in my blood take and drink ye all of it as often as you do this you show the Lord's death until he comes I continue to press that point you cannot forget Jesus is coming back oh he's coming back he's coming back and when he comes prayers that he will find us ready to go back with him when he comes. God bless you. God keep you. As I shared earlier, we will do our fellowship on the outside. Uh, let me 
take a moment and ask, add, add also that ask that we would just lift the mother of Sister Linda Reeves. We just, we're praying for your mother. Praying for you. Let's continue to keep her lifted in our prayers. She's going through a period of illness right now, but God is able. Also want to just say congratulations to Brother Adrian. Brother Adrian right there. Is your wife here? Is she here with us? Yeah, that's your, oh, oh, amen. She's she been putting up with him for 30 years. <laughs> amen. Y'all bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We thank God. We thank God for longevity. I think it's 30. Is it? Am I correct? 30, 30, 30. Elisa, you've done good. 30, 30 years. God be with you. God be with you till we meet again. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.